Good morning, and welcome to Soapbox Breakfast, a podcast to get you ready for game day. In Soapbox Breakfast, we'll give you the news and views you need to prepare for the match. From injury news to the storylines we're watching, Soapbox Breakfast is a 10-20 to 20 minute update from multiple points of view. Last week, we were treated to a rousing Arsenal win, beating Sporting Kansas City 3-1. Rubio Rubin starred with two goals, and Demir Krylak netted one of his own and provided an assist. It kept Arsenal's record flawless after two matches. This week, they'll host San Jose Earthquakes in a rare Friday match. San Jose has been in some good form, winning their last two matches 4-1 and 3-1 respectively, after losing their season opener, bringing them to a 2-0-1 record. Here's what we'll be watching as RSL hosts San Jose Earthquakes today. Hello everybody, Ian Knighton here. And while I'm not currently drinking coffee because it's 10.13pm on a Thursday, if I were drinking coffee, I would be drinking coffee from my local roaster, Chapelera Coffee. Why? Well, because unlike other presenters on this podcast, I believe in supporting local businesses and shouting them out whenever you get the opportunity. In tonight's match, I'll be watching mostly how San Jose plays and how the Real Salt Lake defense reacts. San Jose will present a lot of obstacles that Real Salt Lake has yet to see in this season. Players like Kate Cowell, Jackson Ewell, and Chris Wondolowski have the ability to create chances for San Jose from places that a lot of teams don't necessarily have a lot of options. Jackson Ewell is more than capable of putting a shot in from 30 yards out while Cade Cowell, for being 17 years old, seems to be able to run over any defender that he wants to. Chris Wondolowski is the ultimate poacher, unless you're in a World Cup game, apparently. These are challenges that the Real Salt Lake defense, whatever formation they come out in and whatever starting lineup they have, has not yet seen this season, and typically doesn't see through most of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how players like Justin Glad, Marcelo Silva, and, and primarily David Ochoa react to the pressure and onslaught that these players can create. It'll be very interesting to see which players drop back, especially with Everton Louise out on the injury list. So I think it will give us a really good test and a really good example of what Real Salt Lake has this season under pressure and on fresh legs and can kind of be a good test going into the rest of the season. Matt Montgomery here, you know, the guy from the intro. Positional battles are starting to shape up across the field. Aaron Herrera's injury last week revealed just the latest of those, with Andrew Brody emerging as a challenger. 26 years old and a graduate of the RSL Academy, Brody came into the match and provided an instant spark in the first half. His cross for Demir Krylik's first half equalizer was a particular highlight. Herrera has proven over the last couple years that he's more than capable of holding that position, but Brody will make things interesting for Freddy Juarez. Could Herrera move to the left in place of Donny Toya to fit Brody into the lineup? Everton Luis remains out with an injury he sustained in training last week. Juarez says the midfielder has an MCL sprain and will miss a few weeks of action. Against Sporting Kansas City, Everton was replaced by Nick Beasler. Will that be the case against San Jose tonight? Or will Demir Krylik move further back in the midfield, allowing Albert Rusnak to take up a more central position? Finally, Anderson Julio was substituted a bit early last match. While that appears to have been a precautionary measure, we have reason to ask if he'll start tonight. Justin Miram would be his likely replacement, but Arzal is a slew of talented young wingers who will need playing time to develop into the players that they can be, at least we hope they can be. Here's my lineup prediction tonight. In goal, David Ochoa. There's no reason to drop him, and he hasn't been greatly tested so far. He's been pretty good. Just don't tell Adrian Heath. 
At the back, Aaron Herrera, Justin Glad, Marcelo Silva, and Donny Toya from right to left. If Herrera can't go, expect Brody in his place. Look for more rotation later in the season, especially across the back line, but I think it's probably a little early for that yet. In the midfield, Pablo Ruiz, Nick Beisler, and Namir Krylik. A more defensive stance will be needed to face off against a scorching hot San Jose team. And while Albert Rusnak should maybe play a little more centrally, I don't think that's going to happen here. Up front, Albert Rusnak, Rubio Rubin, and Anderson Julio. We're just two games into our season, but Rubin is looking confident, and Julio could be an exciting option against a San Jose team that will likely play a little further up the field than, say, Sporting Kansas City. Hey guys, Trevor here. Wanted to talk to you about the game tonight against San Jose. The thing I think we're going to be keeping an eye on, um, or we should know going into the game, is San Jose's got one of the best offenses in the league. Their attack is incredible. Uh, again, it's, it's only three games in. They've only played three games, so it, it might be a little bit early to call it but like i said so far they've got some of the best uh best offense in the league i'll give you some examples um we're three games in they've scored eight goals uh that's tied for the most in the league there's only two other teams that have scored eight goals um they've uh, put in 20 shots on goal across those three games that's about seven a game and there's plenty of teams in this league that haven't put seven shots on goal all season and they're doing it each and every game. Uh, their offense is led by a child named Cade Cowell. Uh, he's a 17-year-old kid. Uh, I think he's a homegrown. Um, he's scored two goals. He's also got three assists. Uh, he's been involved in five out of their eight goals. Uh, he's involved, and he's definitely an attacking player. Uh, honestly, an incredible player. If you haven't seen his highlights, go look them up. They're all over the league website right now. Uh, we've got those 20 shots on goals uh, coming from 35 shots total. Um, Again, 57% of their shots are ending up on frame. That's a league leading. Um, that's a major outlier, to be honest. Um, there's a couple other teams in the 50s, but most everybody else is between about 35 and 45. So I don't know if we can expect that to continue. I think that's definitely one of those early season stats that's probably going to change. Um, but they're putting shots on frame, a lot of them, every single game. Um, the good news is their defense isn't that great they've allowed the fourth most shots on goal um throughout the league so far um so i do think there's going to be opportunities for us to also get forward and attack but either way i think this game is going to shape up to be just two offenses just trying to score as many goals as they can um and i think it's going to be incredible i think we're going to see a lot of action um in the attacking thirds from both teams tonight uh looking forward to it should be a fun one Today's match starts at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time at Rio Tinto Stadium. On TV, you can watch it at KMYU, which is available with a digital antenna, with your local cable provider, or with YouTube TV. On the radio, you can listen on ESPN 700. You can also stream the match with the KSL TV app or at kslsports.com. Thanks for joining us for breakfast today. For more podcast content, subscribe to RSL Soapbox with your favorite podcast provider. We'll catch you up on Monday with Soapbox Stand-Up, and Off the Crossbar offers you midweek analysis and conversation. For Soapbox Breakfast, I'm Matt Montgomery.